Welcome to the Real Deal Podcast with me, Larry Lawton. Wow, it's a little bit uh, off time here, so I'm a little bit getting back into things, and, and I'm glad I'm here. I'm hoping you guys have a great start of your week. I think it's going to be a great week. It's always a great week. Somebody said to me the other day, they go, hey, Larry, uh, what do you say? And said it after I posted my video. They said, what do you say when someone says, how are you? I said, listen, I'm not dead or in jail. It must be pretty good. And I guess that's how I look at things. Someone had something like that to say. So I think they had the same kind of views, if you want to look at that. <coughs> so today, everybody's sleeping. Everybody's uh, messed up. This is actually been so early. It, it, it's unbelievable because we're just on some crazy schedules here, which is okay. I want to talk about the vaccine mandate. If you're at work, you're listening to this. I am so sick of this uh, uh, pandemic. And I mean sick of it. And I think it's over. Uh, the numbers are way, way, way low, low, low. Uh, if you don't want to get the vaccine, don't get it. I don't give a fuck. Nobody should be losing their jobs. Uh, nobody should have to do anything they don't want like that. Uh, for some other reasons that not when we're in a, a state like this. I mean, it, it's really over. And, uh, hey, listen, I'm vaccinated. I believe in the vaccine. And I took it. But I also believe you out there have the right not to take the vaccine. You have the right to fucking refuse the vaccine. And then people say, well, no, that's bullshit because... They're they're dealing with our health and, and they're the ones that are coming to get us and they should be the safest. So do you want them to come out in, in a fucking bubble, a bubble wrap? And so you know that they maybe didn't touch germs on the way out there. Let, let's get real. I mean, that's just it's just an excuse, I think. And I really do. And, you know, it, it gets me because let, let, let me go how I look at it. I'm a libertarian and a libertarian is as middle as you can get. I have very conservative views, and I have very liberal views, period. I'm a libertarian. Uh, now, I can't, it, these tribes of Democrats and tribes of Republicans who want to fight just for the sake of fighting is disgusting. I don't know how people can literally live with themselves knowing they voted 100% Democratic or 100% Republican I, it just blows me away, and I understand how Congress works, and I understand how they haggle back and forth, and, you know, it's supposed to be about compromise. They're all fucking criminals up there. You know, it's not like, oh, you know, I won't do it because, you know, he, he's no good. You're all no good. There's so many articles out on how these guys are taking money uh, in cryptocurrency and all this kind of stuff. The, the, you know, the landscape has changed. That's all I can say. It's changed bribery and all that stuff and I did it all and I'm not proud of it is still going on to this day and in fact it's probably going on in a bigger way today than it did when I was out there because there's some more ways to do things there is more things out there you know you probably had less corrupt people because there was less things to corrupt if you want to call it that now forget about it you can it, it, it blows my mind right now uh, that people are just so cynical to think one side's always right or the other other side's always right. And I don't care what side they're on. And it just, 
I don't know. I got up today, and you know, it's, it's really, really early. And I, I got up, and I says, I, "Why, why am I so pissed that that this is going on?" Because I, I read the Sunday paper, and I read the paper, and I'm reading about how uh, how they don't get along on this, and no, not one vote, so they need all the votes. They can't get their own caucus in lines, and all this in line, my ass, and all the other bullshit. Every one of those people up in Congress only give a shit about keeping their congressional job. That's it. If they would really care about the people and not give a fuck, but then people say, well, they have to because they have to stay in to see things through and all that. And I get a lot of that. I really do. Politics is not what bothers me. And, and, and the corruption is not even what bothers me. What bothers me is they still don't want to do something for themselves, uh, for their people, for their districts. It's all about them, and that's not what it's supposed to be about. It is supposed to be about helping your community, the people that put you in office, whether they bring that pork home, as they say, and bring the money back to your district. Obviously, yes, yes, and yes, and do what you can, and everybody starts haggling, and that's the way Tip O'Neill did it with Ronald Reagan in the 80s. And at least they got along. And they didn't, I didn't, nobody said they didn't hate each other. Look at the Nixon shit in the 70s. So, I mean, you can go into all of that kind of stuff and realize uh, it is. But I, I've just never seen it so polarized. And it just drives me a little bit crazy about it. But it is what it is. So, I'm also going to talk about, I know the vaccine, and this is why I talked about it. It's because I don't know if you guys had a great Halloween. I mean, it's a fun weekend. I went to a friend's party, and uh, I would let's put it this way. I'm known in my circle as the guy who's going to do the crazy shit. He's going to wear some crazy outfit, do something, get naked, jump in the pool, do something. I'm always that guy. Well, I went as a cowboy this year just to the party, and uh, it was good. Now, let me, let me emphasize what I was going to do. I was actually, and I bought, you guys are going to laugh at this, I bought the whitey tidy underwear, and I wrote on the back of them, Naked Cowboy. Now, if anybody out there doesn't know who the Naked Cowboy is, if you Google him, he's a dude that, that works Times Square, and he, he walks around in his tidy whiteys, and he's got long blonde hair and a hat, a cowboy hat, and he has a guitar, and he takes pictures with tourists and that kind of stuff. They call him the Naked Cowboy. I mean, he's been featured on the shows, like, you know, the Tonight Show to New York and all that kind of stuff. Well, not the Tonight Show, whatever it was. The Late Show with Stephen Colbert and all that with Letterman. And he's just, he's an icon of New York, if you want to call it that. But he's been there for a while. He's controversial. He'll wear Trump pants. He'll wear Biden pants. You know, he's just, he's a character. Let's put it that way. And he's got a great body. And they call it the Naked Cowboy. And uh, so he, I ended up getting the whole outfit. I mean, it's not much. I got tidy whities I got markers. I, I drew on the T-shirts, uh, you know, Naked Cowboy. Not on the T-shirt, on the underwear. Naked Cowboy in the front, NYC in the back. I had the hat, the whole works, the cowboy boots. And I was going to go as that. Then I saw myself in a mirror. And I said, if a picture of this ever got out. Now, I'm sure there's other pictures out there. <laughs> Who knows? But it's, uh, it was so, I'm saying, man, I'm getting so fucking old. Or just getting the way I am, you know. It's such a bad body. It's such a, 
you know, geez, you don't want to look at this body naked in a mirror. Uh, you know, it's sad. Some people do. You know, <laughs> I, I think that's funny, but it, it, I mean, I go, what for? I mean, it's just, my, <sighs> you know, I, I think back because I was in such great shape as a kid. I mean, I was that blonde-haired kid that went in the military at 132 pounds. Think of that, 132 pounds. I think I went in the military at 17 at five foot eight, 132 pounds. Now think of that. Think, just think about how small that is. And I, I was 17 years old at that time. And now I look at myself and I'm damn near double my weight, probably same height or maybe got shorter. You know, I, I, I ended up, I used to be 5'10", X amount of weight. Now I'm 5'10", now maybe 5'9", you probably shrunk a little bit. I'm, I'm 5'9", maybe 250, you know, I'm just so out of shape. And I people said, no, like, you're in good shape. I said, listen, I get it, what you're saying. But remembering what I was and where I was and what it takes to be in good shape, how much wind I think I need, how much strength I think I need, all that kind of stuff. I am so not in shape. And, and people have been asking me, and I think I might do this. I don't know if I'll do it over a podcast where we could do it together or whatever. I was going to do an exercise routine, and I, the, like ones that are ones I used to do in prison. Some people asked me to do that, and that's like burpees, and we start at one one day and we do them. Literally, we all do this, and if you just stick on this thing, Guarantee you're gonna, you know, look better and lose weight and feel a lot better about yourself uh, with this routine. And I'm thinking of putting it together and actually putting it out there. And I think we'd have a, a blast with it. You know, I think I think I'll get in shape. I think maybe I'll help a lot of other people get in shape. And uh, you know, when I put up videos, I always listen to people or talk to people afterwards. After the video goes up, always do that. I always do that. And when I do that. It it kind of makes me connected to my audience and the, the audience that listens to my content here. I need to, to communicate with people to find out what they believe, to say, and what, what's the different things, all the other stuff. And, and I love that. And, and people always say, man, I, no influencers ever answer me back or whatever. I don't look at it like that. I go for an hour, and then sometimes I'm in a store, I'm in a doctor's office or something. I take out my phone, I go to the comments. And I'll answer some comments and stuff. People go, you really answer your your your, your audience? I said, absolutely. Absolutely. Hold on. Mm. Oh. So, no. Absolutely, I do that. I always will do that. I will. You know, I never want to lose that, you know. And I just I want to keep that going. That is something I have to keep going. I don't think you need, you know, I'm, I've been a little bit off structure for the last couple of weeks ever since the spider bite in Cancun and my 60th birthday and all that, uh, which, wow, it's about a month already. Wow, it's a month. Anyway, uh, since then, I've been like, I won't say off. Yes, I wasn't 100% physically, mentally, everything. So I've been off for the last month, and I sometimes feel that it's good. And you wonder, what do you mean it's good? I think change, I think the... Uh, idea of adventure being not something mundane you're doing every day you're like a fucking robot and you, and you hate it and i think just the throwing a little bit of turmoil in there is 
and, and I, I'm not I'm not talking major turmoil, but turmoil enough to to kind of light your fire again. And I, and I love that because it's it's something that you know. Then you look at numbers, you do things different. You might see it's not working. It's working. Is it better? You know, somebody told me, and this is a great thing. Use you know. It's all about the journey, man. Get on the fucking bus and have a great ride. It's about the journey because the ending sucks. Wherever we're going is what it is. It could be spiritual or not. It is what it is. Enjoy the journey. And, if you know, if you had a specific life you lived, it was you were a banker and you, you worked every day and you worked nine to five every day and you made this some money, you went on this vacation, you did all the shit, that might be for somebody. It's not for me. It's not for me. It, it, I'm sure people can like that kind of routine, make enough money that they can do on their vacation, and I don't know what. And I always wonder when now that I'm 60 years old, what, what the fuck were you planning for back in those days? Like, you know, they say, oh, plan for your elderly, you know, plan for when you're 70, 75. Fuck you, 77. I learned that quick. I have too many friends, too many uh, acquaintances. I know they don't ever get to live and it has nothing to do with the money because they have money and stuff like that. And and they don't get to live, you know, or the quality of their living is not what they thought it would be. You know, they all sell you this fucking dream. Oh, you're going to be in great shape. You're Look at you. You're 26 years old. You need to put this amount of money because at 75, you need this when are you going to work to, oh, 70? All right, from 70, you might live till 85, 90. You have to have all the money put away. It is such bullshit. I hate to call out those people. It is, it, it, I guess it is for people who are just regular, boring people who have no lives, don't want to do anything, don't want to go take, take a chance, want to do whatever the fuck they want to do. No, it, that's, maybe my life isn't for them. I like to take chances. I like to make... I hate to say it, rash decisions, although they're not good sometimes, but sometimes they are, and they make you sit back and think. You can't be so uh, uh, routine, let me put it that way, in this world. And maybe that's why I'm I'm kind of getting sick of the vaccine and everything else. We're trying to make everybody robots. I don't mean just like you have to do this and all that kind of, I get it. When it was at the peak and you couldn't even get a person in a hospital and people were dying and they couldn't get operations, then this happened. I know it happened right in our area. They they had to suspend all operations. So there's people who who needed maybe minor heart surgery with a valve, or, they, or somebody needed a knee, or somebody needed whatever, whatever you know surgery that's you know somewhat elective but not elective. Because you know I know I had uh, friends of mine in the cancer uh, field say so they had to suspend stuff. How do you tell someone with cancer you got to suspend stuff for two three months? I mean, two, three months could be the, the the difference between life and death. But the whole thing got fucked up. I still think it's now over because you don't see that in hospitals. You don't see that kind of, uh, you know, full. I mean, we live, I think there's four hospitals around here, and there's not many patients in these hospitals at all. And that just either goes shows that the, the older people who are vulnerable, who do go to the hospital, most of them got their shots. And the young people who don't give a shit about the shot or whatever, they're strong enough with their immune systems and everything else to fight it off as a cold. You know, only 1%, I think it's 1% will get COVID of some sort and certain, uh, 
Oh, we'll go to the hospital if you get COVID, if it's a bad kid. What I was just watching uh, Bill Marn, and it, I, I'm so with him on this. They've gone, it, they've gone way out of whack, way out of whack, and I think they just want to keep their fucking thumb on everybody's neck in some way or the other, whether it's the funds that go with it. I mean, they had to do everything they did, and that was okay. People had a job. But things are somewhat back to normal. Let people get back. Listen, I watch football all the time. I love football season. I love all the sports going on, the baseball, the World Series, everything. And are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I keep thinking about the. It's like there's all these thousands and thousands and thousands of people in all these stadiums all over the country. And you don't hear anything about oh, there's going to be a, 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 you know, a breakout event or some kind of crap. It's all bullshit. I'm telling you, this thing is the biggest bullshit in the world. I mean, they did this when they try to blame it on everybody, and and this is what I don't like. They try. Everybody makes politics out of this, and it should have been just let's try to get through this thing the best we did. Listen, I don't care who you are. You got to give Trump, uh, President Trump, a lot of credit for doing the Operation Warp Speed and getting vaccines through, you know, all these federal agencies and do and, and all the stuff that they did. That was all Trump. I don't think it wasn't. He was it. I mean, I think he could have handled it better as a guy who's a communicator. I think all he had to do is, you know, Trump, Trump could have really blew it out. Two things he could have did to win that election. He could have came out and said, listen, this was about a pandemic. I was the only president. I got it here the fastest. It's going to get going. And not and not just always vilify it, not wear the mask and do everything against. Follow and put a good example and then take credit for warp speed, telling your people, listen, guys, go get vaccinated. I, I need you to vote. I don't need you to be in a hospital on a, a ventilator. So I need you to vote. Will you just go get yourself vaccinated? He could have did that. Of course, the, the, the stuff in the Capitol and all that is all bullshit. That's the biggest lie. You know, that bull crap about the elections all just stolen and all. I mean, it just, and I read so many different conspiracy things on this. This is crazy. But it is what people have a belief on, and that's it. But it, it, I just think if you, it, it, just like any president, if you get a president who gets one of his stump speeches and says, and my next goal is I am making marijuana federally legal around the United States of America. We it's not it's wrong that we put this supposable drug that's grown and and now you can't even if you make money in a state that it's legal, you can't even put your money in a bank because it's FDIC and there's a whole bunch of, of, of regulations and shit. You can't do credit cards and credit reaction transactions back and forth. They have to be debit or some other crap. So it's a lot of bullshit and, and, and it makes people have to do cash, which even that's coming becoming very, uh, what do you call it? Uh, you know, you're seeing less and less cash. Everybody buys something with a PayPal card, a Zillow, or, uh, uh, you know, all the apps. They got Venmo, Zillow, PayPal, all of these apps that people pay. And I've used them all, and they all work, and they're all great. So I look at that, and I say, oh, my God. Think about that shit. That's just good to have, you know? And now where are we going with all this? So why do we have to go backwards? And the federal government could just come in right now, two seconds, say, listen, we're making this thing legal. And I think the Congress has to do it. I think I might be wrong, but I think the Congress has to do it. 
Yes, the president instructs his attorney general and all that. Don't do it. You know, don't go spend money on this bullshit. And, you know, don't go after it like, it, you know, they used to do this shit. So what I think is, has happened, though, is whether it's a law has to be changed, it should be taking, first of all, out of the scheduled one. It's a schedule one narcotic, which make, listen to that. It's a schedule one drug in the narcotics family of fentanyl and oxycodone and heroin. That's the class they put marijuana in. So how stupid is that? How stupid is that? It's like the biggest fucking moronic thing you can do is compare that drug to any any other drug like that. Now, obviously, I don't ever encourage anybody under 21 or that's the age we're using, under 21 to do anything. Nothing. Because first of all, they shouldn't listen to this moron right here. And, and, and second of all, they need to fucking make these choices on their own by doing research and doing everything it is and still understand that the brain doesn't develop until it's 25, so stop doing fucking drugs when you're a fucking kid. And I know a lot of you guys do and everything else, and I can't say I didn't either. So it's not like I was over 21 when I was doing bad things, if you want to call it bad things. I look back now at that, it wasn't even bad things. That It was not bad things. So anybody tells you, oh, okay, you know, you're doing the bad things, I start thinking now, okay, why is it bad? Just tell me why is it bad. Bad at first to me, that's going to hurt me. It's going to do something bad. I, I could hurt somebody else. It could be financially uh, 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 devastating to me or some sort like that. Or it could be a moral thing like drinking, I don't know, devil's blood. I, I have no idea what the religious people do. Now you're trying to tell me you're a bad person for doing something. Now why is that thing bad? Just because the federal government said it is bad. That is the only fucking reason. It, 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 I will sit and debate pot with any person on this planet because I hang out with pot doctors. I hang out with people who are in the know and this stuff and how much better it is than alcohol, just alcohol. So I, I, anytime a person wants to argue me about weed, I say to them, listen to me. If you want to tell me you believe alcohol should be illegal as well, now you got at least an argument of something. But it's, if you think alcohol should be legal and not pot, then you really miss the boat. And it even goes for stuff like uh, mushrooms or whatever else you're going to eat or drink or or whatever substance you put into your body. And I, again, I'm not sitting here ask, telling anybody I think they should do anything like that. I really am not. I will never do that. I think people experiment at their own time. People know I'm a proponent of legalized marijuana. It's helped my back. It helps my mood, sometimes depression. It helps a lot of things. And um, as a believer in it, I, I, I'm willing to say that. I'm not going to be shut up. Somebody says, you're not supposed to say that on air. Go fuck that. That's bullshit. That's part of, part of the reasons people, you know, get it today. Everybody wants to fucking just be politically correct. And I don't mean, listen. I couldn't be politically correct if I tried. I just couldn't do it. It's not me. I don't even know what it is because I don't know enough about the political landscape to know what's, you know, great today and, and bad. You know, I mean, I'm hearing so many words that tell me that you can't use that word. You know, you couldn't use that word today. And I don't, I'm not talking the N word. I'm not talking like that. I'm talking stuff. I didn't even know a, a, a person 
it's called now, is is it a little person? Or is it, I know you're not supposed to say midget. I mean, when I grew up, a midget wasn't bad. Or they they had the disease dwarfism. So they didn't say dwarfism. They said, oh, he's a midget. Or did you see that midget? I mean, obviously, the only way you wouldn't see him is if, you, you know, from a distance could look like a, a bunch of kids in a car or something or walking and, you know, it's really one adult or two adults or something like that. So it, I don't get what politically correctness is. If it's about saying that the other guy's an idiot because look what he did or what he said, I think that's normal. I think you have to say it more straightforward terms. Maybe I'm a little bit straightforward because – Listen, I always say this. If the word fuck is the worst thing your kid hears, you're in great shape in today's world. In great shape. Just that this whole system of of, of what's going on with schools and everything else. It's just, I'm so, di- I guess I was, I, you know, I don't try to read the paper like I used to. I told you guys that. But I do read Sunday's paper. You know, so I was reading the Sunday paper and I'm just like, Holy shit. We had a kid. This is such a sad story. 12-year-old kid. He's going to be 13, I think, this week. And he, he ends up dead. The parents, of course, one guy, you know, they admitted they hit him and shook him and whatever. Now they find out four times this kid this kid was, people knew this kid was being abused. And, and the last time was just last year, March of 2020, uh, Department of Children and Families, they fucked it up too. You know, they, I don't think they understand how to go out and check shit. And I'm not saying this wouldn't happen no matter what, and I'm not blaming just them, but I think the system failed this young kid, and this kid ended up getting beaten. And imagine him having that beating in the head and just being laying there in a, in a fucking laundry room, dying in a laundry room alone. I think it is that case, and I, I want to grab those kind of people and just fucking shake them, you know, get real mad because, you know, there's no, I don't know what it is. It's what I guess they they become crazy, and uh, to do that to this little kid, uh, and I mean, I'm the first one that always gives people breaks. I wouldn't give that motherfucker. Ugh, man, it, it just really does sicken me. And, and it's something in the news. Like, like I said, I'm watching the news. I'm watching sports. I'm doing videos. Uh, went to a crazy, crazy uh, uh, Halloween party. I told you guys I was a cowboy. And, but there was one girl. She came as a like an old man guy. And she had these balls that hung, hung out of her, like the underwear. It was so funny. Because they, they were real balls. I mean, looked exactly like old man real balls. The way they came and the way she rigged them to the pants. It was just really funny. And uh, I, and we're looking at guys that, you know, they, they dressed up as a girl. And this one dressed up as a guy like a pack. Like their friend. They dressed up like their friend. It was just funny as hell. And some of the, some of the outfits, are, you know, some guys. I mean, we had one guy get so got into the outfit. He had to put the outfit on in the pool. It's like this body sculpture machine. So, I mean, wow, kind of stuff. But, I mean, and the food is always great and everything else. And I went, we went there at 7 o'clock. Uh, this is two days ago now. And we got home. I, I didn't get home till like 2 or 3 in the morning. 
I said, man, I'm still able to hang up. But boy, can I tell you how fucking tired I was Sunday. I mean, just yesterday, I was out of it. When I tell you, out of it. And, uh, you know, that's why I do things as early as I am doing them now, and especially this one. So this, <laughs> that's why I get a kick out of what I'm doing. You know, and, and I do laugh because, you know, I, I also put up a video, and I told you guys it was a little late, and it was the Scarface review, and I keep getting asked my top movies and stuff. And I, You guys know I'm a movie junkie. I mean, it's just one of those things. You know, I, I'm not like a Howard Stern. He's, I think he likes The Bachelor, Howard Stern. Me, I find these shows on Netflix, like these series, and I, I did like, uh, oh, what's the one, uh, with the, oh, Animal Kingdom in California where they're robbing. I love that series. I don't know if I ever did a, a review of their robberies. A couple of their robberies were no, didn't make sense, and wouldn't be like that. Obviously, what they did, it was a safe in this person's place, and they were going through a wall with anybody knowing before. It was a pretty good. But the the writing there and the, the dynamics of the brothers and the crazy brother and the smart younger brother and the gay brother and uh, the Falooza brother. And uh, it's just really a great show with great writers and everything else. And uh, used to have this lady called Smurf and she'd be the leader of the family. And well, anyway, she's dead. She got killed in the last, last season. And I love that show. So that's something I like Howard Stern talks about. Me, I'm more of a movie watch. I do. I watch three things on usually a TV now. I'll just watch, of course, sports, live sports, whether it's basketball, you know, baseball, football, whatever it is. I'll watch that, hockey, on sports. So I love that. And, and other than that, I'll watch a news show. Or I tape certain shows that I like. I love Blue Bloods. Blue Bloods is with Tom Selleck. Uh, unbelievable. I, I played volleyball with him back in the 80s in Hawaii when they were doing the Magnum P.I. show, if you remember that show. Mm. Anyway, uh, we used to play down on, on the beach off of uh, for, uh, Honeycola Hotel, which is Waikiki Beach. Well, there was this one place bar, and they used to have the greatest bikini contest and everything there and stuff. Oh, my God. When I tell you, unbelievable. You got to remember, here we are, 23-year-old kids, you know, good shape, military guys, playing on a beach, and, and oh, my God. I look back, and I go, now I know why it was so different when you were younger. You know, and then you, you just, you know, there's old saying with old people. They always say, and it's the biggest statement, if I only knew what I know now back then. And they don't mean the technology. It's just the way people are, how things will plan out, how, how to approach situations, just the smart you have from life experience. And it is the, it's an amazing uh, truth to that. It doesn't mean, oh, I had cell phones, and back then we didn't have cell phones. No, it's how you would handle a situation. What was more important for you in life? Was it this this stupid, you know, we give all this attention to some one-ever thing we do. And then you look back and you wonder, how did that affect my life? And you look and go, that didn't mean shit, you know? Or I, I don't even remember it. But But when it was happening, you were immersed in it, you were sweating over it, you thought it was the end of the world or something, come... 
boy, have I learned all that's bullshit. And that is totally not the case. And, and, and it's just that it makes me like, wow, exactly. So I also look at uh, movies. So what I do is I take Netflix and I'll take a couple of series or whatever. I haven't found one. People, people uh, told me there's a show called Ted Lasso. I got to watch Ted Lasso. It's a comedy, but I got to watch Ted Lasso. But I don't even know where to get it. And I, I don't think it's on Netflix. Somebody said it's on uh, maybe Apple TV or something like that. So I have to get it. Anyway, it's called uh, yeah, Ted Lasso. So they said I have to watch that. So I'm going to watch Ted Lasso. And then it's funny because I, I was just, like I said, I did the movies. I watched that. When I was sick, I watched a few movies. And I watched Scarface. Whenever I see Scarface, there's certain movies or TV shows, no matter when I see them, in a guide, a TV guide, I have to go to the show and see what part it's at, watch the scene. And I'm talking shows that I've seen 30, 40, 50 times. Uh, the Godfather. Whatever it is, Godfather 1, 2, or 3, I have to go to it and look at it and see where it's at. Officer and a Gentleman. I don't know why, I just watch it. A Few Good Men. With Jack Nicholson, I do the same thing. I stop and I watch that stuff. Comedies. Caddyshack. Caddyshack is the one movie that no matter what. And one of my favorites, and I can quote half the movie, is Outlaw. Uh, 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 oh, my God. What's the guy? Clint Eastwood he plays. Outlaw Josie Wales. And, I mean, I love that movie. I've seen that movie, seriously, 50 to 100 times. I literally could quote the whole ending with, with you be 10 bears, I be 10 bears. Men like you and me, dying is easy for us. It's living that's hard. He does the whole thing. Clint Eastwood makes peace with, with 10 bears and, and puts the sign of the Apache on a lodge and the, 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 you know, I guess it's a snake or some shit. So uh, it, it was just, I just love those movies. Certain movies that just catch you. So it's funny. I, I mean, it, I actually take a video of those movies and it, it, it just drives me nuts. I mean, there's scenes in The Godfather that are so historic today when you watch a movie and you, you know, and you realize how much bullshit it is when you're in the real thing. How much, oh, yeah, we didn't like drugs. Oh, that's such bullshit from Lucky Luciano. They were getting fucking drugs with my last year. They were doing all this shit through Italy, this shit way back, way, way, way back. Oh, but we don't like drugs. No, it just meant they didn't like to be a drug addict and they don't want their kids on. I get that, but they're not just killing anybody in the neighborhood. They made money on drugs. You kidding me? That's the biggest fallacy you'll ever hear. Oh, he don't do, you know, listen, it's, you know, we didn't like the drugs. Another thing I used to like to say, you know, people would say, oh, look how good they were to their neighbors and look how they took care of their neighborhood. I said, what? Let me tell you, you idiot. They fucking used to shake down their own people in Little Italy when they came here at the turn of the century. They couldn't get a loan somewhere. They didn't just get together and form a bank like they, you know, other whatever people can do. They had guys who become bookies or loan sharks and the mobsters of those days. And that back then they called it the black hand. 
and the black hand ran that neighborhood and they would shake down the shop owners for money. And so if you had a shop, you had to pay taxes and that's their taxes, if you want to call it that. And, uh, you know, but they were shaking down their own people. So I love that. Oh, how great they were. Listen, I'm not saying uh, that. I, listen, I was around it, in it. I was sucked into it, loved every minute of it. Uh, did not like the consequences of it all. Obviously going to prison for so long. And then, you know, getting this passion. I think this passion for helping, you know, fix the prison system or, or expose them, whatever you want to call them to do. I think that's helped me in a big way mentally because it, it it stops me from having the bad thoughts that really can creep into your head at night when you're sleeping in a bed. And those, those creepy thoughts are, you know, like, you know, you get some fucking, you'll hear something and you'll jump out of bed or, you know, I mean, I, I, I sleep with a bat. I, I mean, it's, it's like, I almost want to put a shank in the drawer next to me. I mean, that's how crazy it sometimes you feel. And you wonder why. I mean, there's no reason whatsoever on this planet Earth for that, you know, I should have that. And I, then I think, but why? I mean, it, myself is just, I'm just so enamored or I'm so, uh, somebody like me, I'm like, I'm intrigued by this, the pull of that. I, I don't like it. And, you know, they say you can just close it off, don't let it kill you, don't whatever. But you, you want to know why it happens, don't you? I do. Again, it makes life interesting. You know I mean? I know I'm not going to understand everything. I don't care about some math equation that's never going to come into my fucking world in any other way ever. Like, you know, what's the equation for the for the hydrogen to fucking lift off a rock and don't spend any case in? I, I don't know, and I don't give a shit. But there are people who care, and I get that. I truly get that. So it really doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter what turns your boat or whatever it is. It's what you're going to do. And that's why I say me, Larry, I am just going to live my life knowing what I know now, try to help as many people as I can along the way, uh, enjoy what you do, you know. And I think that if you do that, you'll be okay. Anybody will be okay. Uh, you can't let this vaccine and this whole pandemic scare you. You know, I, I, I was talking, to, talking. they had a person on the news, I don't know what station it was, and this lady, oh yeah, this, oh it was Bill Maher, you guys know Bill Maher. So Bill Maher, uh, I was watching that, and they had this lady who's a, uh, one of the writers for, I think, the Atlantic Journal, or one of the, you know, media places or whatever it is, online places, and she's a big wing, and there was also a senator on there, Coons. But anyway, she said, listen, I have breast cancer. I'm immunity compromised, and I gotta live my life. That's what she said. Now think of that. I mean, she goes, "Yeah, I'm, I mean, we have to." And and she is a Democrat, but also says, "Why are these people making people lose their job over getting a super vaccine? If they don't want to get it, they don't get it." It's not, you know. Uh, people say, "Well, then what about the but the people who are worried should be vaccinated." Now they have, I think, shots from five and on. Am I correct? I think it's five years old and on. So with that said, think about that. You know, hey, I was looking at my thing too here, and people go, how do you do your podcast? I don't know. I said, they put this thing in front of me, and it's now I know what it is. It's a road kit. It's a road, but it's a, it's a you know, the uh, it's a soundboard. 
and all that, and they have all these signs. And, and I want to tell me what you think of some of these, you guys. It'd be funny. How's this one? Okay, that's not bad applause. There's another one. You're going to laugh when I tell you here in a minute. There's another one. <laughs> that's great. Here's another. <laughs> Here's another. Oh, I like this one. I like this one. I think when I get a guest that's a little weirdy, I'm going to put that on. Just like that. Got two more. Oh, look at this one. Put me to sleep. This is like now when I smoke weed. And here's another one. <laughs> now, here's the funniest thing. And I got this board, and it's a really good one. And I forgot where I put the, the plate. You, you have to name these things because they're, they're on my board color-coded. But there's, I couldn't tell you what it is. It's not like on the label, like, you know, laugh sound or uh, applaud sound or whatever the, Twilight is. I don't know what the fuck those other things were, but some of them were cool. Because I said, man, that's cool. I'd love to play with that thing. And I, and I always think back to somebody like Howard Stern or somebody who started this, Joe Rogan or whatever. They were just like me. They didn't know this shit either. But I don't even think they ever got to the point where they did like this shit. I mean, they were different guys than me, obviously. Howard Stern is the king of all media and still is, and that that's not going anywhere for a while, unless he wants it to, period. He's got the biggest platform in the world. He has, I think, 15 million listeners a day. Think of that number. 15 million people are listening to him every day. That's a crazy number. And that's why he is the king of all media. You think a show, any TV show on TV gets that many? No, of course not. So he has a lot of people that are listening to him. And, of course, then Joe Rogan started more in our realm, but both of those I mean, our Sterners have been around for 40 years, but uh, Joe Rogan also came as a celebrity. Not only a stand-up comic as he is, and he's a great one. Never saw him live. I want to go see him live. And also, uh, and I go to all of them. Mike Marino is a friend of mine, and, and I so I go to his shows, and I, I just love all those shows. I love all comedy shows. If I go to New York, I'll go to, what was that place in New York? I forget, even uh, underground something stuff who knows and i used to go in there and you go in and you have to buy the drinks and all that and i just love it. It, it it's you know even today it's better than ever so comics and joe rogan was that and then he was also on fear factor if you remember that that was a crazy show i used to say man who wants to eat that shit and all that crap then i went to prison it was worse <laughs> but uh so it's kind of funny there jim jeffries matter of fact i'll let you know i'm gonna be taping a show with jim jeffries a podcast, I think, uh, on his podcast. Uh, I think we can talk about robberies or prisons or whatever it is. So it'll be it'll be pretty good. He's a great comedian. He's the Australian guy. If you don't know who he is, I love his I love his brand of comedy, kind of like sarcastic and uh, he's got quick wit, all that kind of stuff. And he made good points. I like this show. I, I was pissed this show got canceled. Actually, uh, I don't know if it was canceled or he didn't want to do it or whatnot. It was a great show. I mean, but you know those shows aren't easy either. Don't let you kid yourself. You know, you got to be there every day. You got to be in a studio, especially when they're daily. Like, you know, people on the wonder why Howard Stern only works. I think Tuesday. No, he goes uh, Monday, 
Tuesday and Wednesday is when he has shows. And that's it. And people go, well, you know, oh, that's that's great. That's great. You know, even the days he is there, he's working more hours than most people work. His three days are 40 hours. Easy. Easy. They're not 36 hours. There's, I'm telling you, he's well over 40 hours. I mean, I mean, all the work it takes to do what they're doing on a daily basis. It's, I mean, from writer meetings to, to it, it, I can even imagine. I mean, I'm so not even close to there or what. I don't even know. I got whatever people we have listening to this show. I actually connect with them. I know because it's so little. I think. I mean, I don't know. Uh, maybe somebody will put it up on some other platforms and. I think I did put it out there, but I got to put it out there again about this show being here. Because, you know, I like it. I bring my brother. I bring uh, uh, Ben's. I brought Teresa. I had that veteran, which is really cool. Amazing story. I have a couple other guys that are going to come on, uh, business owners, or even like uh, we got uh, uh, a judge who wants to come on my show. And so, and I, I always tell it like it is. And they know that. I don't disrespect them, but I will tell them how the system screwed up and why it screwed up and everything else that goes along with it. And, uh, you know, if you can't tell them, then maybe they don't know. So you got to think of it like that. But with that said, I think today we're going to close it. And, you know, I, I'm just loving being back, guys. I really want to thank you for listening. If you have, if you listen to these holdings, please email me. You know how to get a hold of me, Larry at Reality Check program.com it's larry at realitycheckprogram.com check out my book gangster redemption just google it and go to youtube sign up if you haven't on uh, have been on our youtube uh subscribe it's larry lawton jewel thief have a great day everybody and please stay safe and i'll be back friday <laughs>